you're either yeah. on one side of the fence or on the other side of the fence. But true, good, well true. done you for becoming a, a positive, a positive statistic. statistic. Yeah, correct. Sound like you were a negative statistic before. What we do here is go back, 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 back. Episode of the Bros and Brews podcast coming to you on the 16th of September 2021. It is the weekly Brew 11, and we are up to Brewlet Week 20. Oh. Uh, much to discuss this week. We had a little week off last week. Unfortunately, 50% of the cast and crew was feeling under the weather, so we took a week off, but we're back uh, with a barnstorming return. And before we catch up, before we get on to any of our regular segments, we have to start off with the 20th edition of Brulette. Uh, if somehow you've missed the first 19, here's the 10 second summary. Matt and I both buy a beer from uh, a supermarket, usually uh, of our own city, a uh, craft beer. It must be canned. It can be any size uh, without telling each other and the hope that somehow by pure luck or serendipity we'll buy the same beer on the same week uh it's never happened thus far only twice in 19 weeks have we bought the same kind of beer um (laughs) only twice have we moved on to the brewery stage but we're slowly chipping away chipping away at the at the beers uh so maybe this week will be the week we've both had uh, our beers for this week sitting patiently in the fridge for an extended period of time having not drunk them last week we will reward them by consuming them this week and let's <laughs> dive straight into it on the count of three as i uh as i check my yeah same my beer, uh, <laughs> on the count of three uh let us say what kind of beer it is uh, i'm just absolutely covering for the fact that i can't remember what kind of beer it is um so <laughs> f- filibuster away you talk for 10 seconds while i oh, google oh uh, yeah no, no google away uh yeah no this beer is uh yeah has been uh staring staring me in the face for a week i i did think of uh consuming it at one point and then i remembered that i'd have to go and find another beer because my supermarket is running out of beers i gotta say uh unfortunately i'm not as lucky as james is uh, down in wellington being one of the craft beer capitals um and the capital but yeah i uh uh we'll, we'll see what happens with this one i might need to find a new supermarket but you never know this might be it this might be it all right on the count of three what kind of beer are you drinking today three two one new American england IPA. oh, oh we, wow oh, we both and new zealand new england ipa well they're yeah. clearly not the same but we've both no. gone for a an american based pale ale yeah, gone away from our usual hazies and sours. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Well, it's not the same, but it is interesting. T- tell me, yeah. what are you drinking this week? Uh, I am drinking uh, Deep Creek Brewing Company, which we uh, which we have had before. We've had before. Uh, yeah, and this beer is called uh, quite quite fitting uh, for brulette. It's called Brutiful Haze. Oh, but it's not a hazy. So, it, nah, it's a New England IPA. It says that it is. They've used um, haze in the title. They're trying to trick it, us. I know. I, I, I mean, I got to say, the can is full of uh, exotic fruits. Um, so I, I, I assume it's going to have a bit of a hazy note, but it is still calling itself a, a New England IPA. Well, we'll see. 
if you detect yeah. if you detect haziness, so you might have to write <laughs> <No>. it. <laughs> um, New England IPA. Interesting. Mine is just an American pale ale. I don't know what the difference between that and an American based IPA is. Um, but I am drinking Angry Peaches by Garage Project, which I don't Ooh. know if I've ever seen before. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know if I've seen that. More and more of the um, more and more Garage Project beers are popping up in the New World, um, oh, yeah. which isn't which isn't my local go-to. Um, but yeah, no, uh, yeah, they just keep pumping them out, eh? They're so just, it, just... it says aggressive stone fruit character, which makes me think, oh, it sounds like again also that it should be a hazy. So maybe we'll yeah. have the battle of uh, two not hazy hazies. And I, I will inform <laughs> you in the audience, this is 6.8%. So, ooh, you know, yeah, and that's and that's only a three thirty. I've got a six point five, but it's a four forty. And also, you know what? Not on special. It was five dollars. I was like, one point eight oh, standard wow. is five dollars. What a bargain! That's a good um, But it was it was the the appeal of peach that jumped out to me. But yeah, anyway, nice. we've been unsuccessful, but we will be successful in drinking these drinking. beers. So, shall we crack them open? Yes, we shall. Cheers to you, my crack. friend. Hey, cheers, A well-deserved man. drink. Mm. Uh, I'll let you go on first impressions, because otherwise you'll go for a second sip, as you always do. <laughs> um, yeah, this is a yeah, this is a hazy. Uh, I, <laughs> I, uh, I don't know, I don't know what's going on with this uh, marketing uh, here, Deep Creek, um, but that's that's a hazy. If I haven't tasted hazies in the past twenty weeks. Um, yeah, uh, very, very good. Uh, you get, honestly, you get the fruit notes straight away. Um, it's not too strong, you know, like your, your doubles, it's not too hoppy, um, which, you know, leads me to suggest that it is more on the, the hazy note. So I'm wondering where the kind of, yeah, like you said, the New England kind of aspect of it comes in. I think that's where I need to do a little bit more, more research in that front. But, um, uh, ve- yeah, ve- uh, very drinkable, very, very easy to drink. Um, not hoppy at all. So if you, you do like your fruits, the, the more and more I the sip it, I've only had my one sip as, as, as we do, but I think I'm going to try and figure out what, uh, what fruits are coming off the strongest. Mm. Um, but, uh, first impressions, it's going to go down quite easily, which in some cases for beer can be quite tricky because, you know, if it tastes good, you drink it faster, it goes to your head a little bit faster as well. Um, but yeah, first impressions, it's nice. It's nice. Right. So, uh, I have completely misjudged the, uh, the, the character of this, this beer. <laughs> so clearly there's a pattern this week. Um, if I had turned the can over and read the back, which I don't tend to do in the supermarket, I would have read that mm. the first line was there are no peaches in this beer. So immediately <laughs> disappointed. Oh. Um, and uh, I've just Googled the word Amarillo because they've said they've put as much Amarillo in this as they can, and it's an American hop. So that is why it's an APA. Uh, first impressions, mm. it's, it's not at all fruity. It's not at all sweet. It's probably more in the kind of bitter bitch area of a pale ale or an IPA. Oh, yep. Um, yep. So I didn't love the first sip, but I think that's because I was – I was expecting peach. I was expecting yeah. fruit and yeah. hazy, which is not there. Uh, so I, I was disappointed, but I think I will enjoy it now that I actually know kind of what I'm more, what mm. I'm more operating under. So, so we'll we'll see how it, we'll see how it goes because this might be the first um, non-hazy, non-sour 
uh, bear in, in a while, other than the bitter bitch that doesn't fall under either of those camps. So we, we will see. It could be anywhere by the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess it just goes to it goes to show you when it when it comes to bears and stuff like, you know, you, you like what you like. And yep. I think it's it's quite easy to get a beer that you're not going to enjoy and probably never touch that beer again, uh, which I think we've discovered that over the weeks. Yep. Um, but yeah, it'll be, I think we'll, yeah, we'll both be very interested when we get to the bottom of these cans, that's for sure. We will. So um, if you are listening to this within the next short period of time, you might be aware, but if you're listening to the future, you might not be. Um, currently in New Zealand, Matt and I are living under sort of different conditions. He's still, unfortunately, at alert level four, which is New Zealand's toughest lockdown uh, state of being. Uh, Wellington has moved down to alert level two, which is the second softest, which is more in the... uh, You can go about general life, but masks on pretty much everywhere. There's a limit on how many people can be in hospitality venues, that kind of situation. Um, my question to you was uh, obviously before hearing all about how you've you've been the last last few weeks uh have you been having a couple drinks on the weekends have you sort of steered away from that i know there was a period of time where you were sort of more heading in the gin and tonic type if you were to to have a drink have you been finding kind of getting to the weekend and rewarding yourself with a drink on a friday or as kind of somewhat of the i guess the novelty of a weekend of level four what sort of worn off i mean when was the last time you had a beer yeah that's a good question i i I think you know coming straight like into lockdown which i think everyone did kind of stocked up and it was very much like, oh, we're in lockdown drinking, you know, not heavily, but I, I think I was drinking a little bit more constantly. But I got to say, over the past few weeks, I really haven't been having or consuming alcohol that much. Um, I've had a few, like, you know, six-pack cans in the fridge, and uh, I got one, I got a six-pack, uh, I'd say maybe about three days ago. I've only had one of them so far. So, yeah, my consumption of alcohol is very much slowed down, nice. uh, and the the gin ran out on week two um so and i haven't endeavored to buy any more um so i must say i've been having my lime and elderflower without any gin in it which you know still gives me my, my little sugary kick um but yeah in the terms of yeah having beer and stuff it, it will really be when wherever we're doing brulette um and whenever i feel like it i, I i'm kind of i'm not it's not a reward system or anything like that it's very much if i'm sitting down i'm having dinner maybe after dinner i'm like you know what, I will have a beer, I will have a drink, but I'm not finding myself going to the fridge every time being like beer, 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 beer. Um, So I guess it's good in that sense of self-control, but not not that I've been like in the forefront of my mind be like, Matt, you need to have self-control. I've just kind of been, yeah, just having it when I feel like it, and and, and that hasn't been often, which I guess is a a good thing. Um, But yeah, uh, yeah, that's... That's 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 how beer has been over the past nice, few weeks. Nice. I thought just seeing as we lead off with with brulette, we should uh, check in and, and see on on how you how you coping. What is? I mean, we we're beer specialist show, but what is your go to gin for for any gin curious people out there? Do you have a go to, or is it sort of you just buy anything? No, I do have a go to, uh, and I can thank my mother for this um, because it was a gin that I grew up seeing all the time. <laughs> uh, not, not, not trying to throw any shade on mum or anything like that. Um, but yeah, no, uh, my go-to is Bombay Sapphire. Classic. A classic. Yeah, a cl- I mean, I'm exactly. not a massive gin drinker, but 
I'm aware of Bombay Sapphire. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it does the trick. Um, it's like it's not too expensive, but it's not cheap. I'd say middle of the range kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I I must say I just kind of I've gotten accustomed to the taste of it. Um, so whenever I do find myself going into a bar or so, I will ask if they might have some Bombay or yeah, if I am going to the liquor store, then yeah, I'll just grab a Bombay Sapphire because I I find when it comes to liquors, I don't experiment experiment that much with it. Um, I'm not one of these. I mean, obviously as we were saying, we are very much into our beers here. Um, but when it comes to spirits, I don't very much venture out of what I know. Well, yeah, um, you, so... you're committing to a, a, a bit of volume of experimentation. If you don't like the thing, that's, <laughs> yeah. you've, there's a lot to get through of it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, no, Bombay Sapphire. But I will say, you know, if, if anyone's listening, they have any recommendations, throw on my way. Because um, I, I do like the sneaky gin every now and then. Um, but yeah, I keep it nice and simple every time. Bombay Sapphire. Nice. There you are. And, um, how have you been generally? Obviously we didn't record last week. Uh, we'll lift the lid on that controversy. That was a little bit under the weather and has been. I won't steal all his stories, but that's why we didn't record (laughs) last week. Uh, how have you been sickness wise, uh, emotionally, mentally with lockdown? Uh, we did have a chat earlier this week where, uh, I, I realized I needed to, to, to check my non-lockdown privilege, um, as I think most people outside Auckland probably could do with reminding themselves every every now and then. Um, but how have you been, been generally uh, still frustratingly in level four? Yeah, I, and I think I think that's the thing for a lot of people. It's just a, yeah, the frustration behind it. Um, but I think you know we we realise it's just it's what we've got to do. We've got to do while we watch the rest of the country kind of just have a you know a little bit more sense of the new normal kind of thing. Um, but I mean, yeah, look, last week I uh, I got a bit under the weather, and it, nothing to do in the sense of like COVID or that kind of sickness. It's just, I wasn't sleeping. I, I, I really wasn't sleeping well um, and my, my partner Morgan was the same she was a bit under the weather and um, headaches and, and things like that so she wasn't having a good time and I think just a bit of that energy was rubbing off on me and I I just wasn't sleeping well or at all um, so there was uh, there was about two nights there as, as we were coming up to recording where yes yeah, sleeping just wasn't happening and I found myself myself during the day just just really unable to function you know, not that I can function really at the moment being in lockdown and stuck inside, but yeah, you know, I, I did, I said to James, I was just, I just, I, I just don't feel like, I felt like I wouldn't be very entertaining to listen to if we were to do it. Um, so yeah, that went on for about three nights. Um, and then look, uh, I'm going to, it's a, not that I'm condoning this. Um, but I did have some, uh, I, I, I gotta say, I got a few more, uh, sleeping pills. Um, and you know, it's not something that, you know, you need or should rely on. Um, but it was getting to that point where, yeah, we kind of just needed to sleep. Yeah. Um, so got a, got a few sleeping pills and, and I got to say, I've been sleeping really good since, um, which has been really good. And I haven't been taking sleeping pills every night. One night I'll be like, Oh, I really want to have a good sleep. Might pop a pill. And then the other nights I'll be like, okay, I'll wait for my body to do that. Yeah. So it, it, it has been good. Um, so yeah, sleeping better mentally has kind of, you know, come back up a little bit, um, which is nice. Um, but I, yeah, I got to say, look, I, uh, I had a conversation, um, today and kind of realizing 
how how this is going to sound weird, but how well I'm kind of coping with lockdown. And I think the thing I've realized with the reason I'm coping so well with lockdown is because unfortunately it's nothing really outside of my normal schedule yeah. of what I was doing the, the past couple months, you know, obviously I was going out and working every now and then, and we just started getting into the show. So that was taking up more time. But if I have got none of that on, I really am kind of just cooped up at home, entertaining myself with my PlayStation or TV or Netflix or YouTube and things like that, you know, kind of just, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm fairly, I'm very easily entertained. Uh, so I've kind of realized that this lockdown for me is like, yeah, sweet. I'll, I'll do it. I'll stay inside and I'll do these things because I know I'll be able to get through a day and be like, Oh, it's nighttime. Uh, uh, yep. Sleep next day. Um, whereas, uh, like I said, having the conversation today, I've realized some people just can't function that way Yeah, and they need their routine and they need to get outside and they need to go do all these other things and have their own space and all of this. And, and so I can understand how some people are finding it really hard. And, and like you said, off the top of that, some Aucklanders are getting just frustrated because it's coming up on five weeks. Yeah. Five weeks being stuck inside. You know, the longest we had last year was four weeks with level four. And then we got the level three, which honestly is not that much different. Just get some takeaways. It's amazing but, how this time has taken longer, eh? Just, yeah. uh, just thinking about it because it seemed like the situation last year was so much worse. And maybe yeah. it was because, you know, we're different variants and we've learned more this time. But it, it felt like last year was a year of lockdown, but actually it was quite quite short. And the fact that, as you say, Auckland mm. is coming up on what has already surpassed the longer period of time, I, I think yeah. is something that people kind of don't quite realise. Totally. And I think I think that's the thing with, with this Delta variant that which we I'm not I don't want to say that we underestimated because I think the government's done the right things in order to kind of uh, make sure we we survive you know because I mean that's that's the thing is that this this the the actions that we are taking is to prevent the the least amount of loss of life yeah um and to be honest that's happened so far which is which is which is very good and I mean like you being in level two for for people that have heard us being level two before. They classify it as Delta level two, which is a little bit more harsher than what it was last time, you know? So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it just is what it is. But uh, like I said, I, we get on Monday, we get the announcement on what happens with the rest of the country, um, and with us as well. And if we go into level three, you know, we could potentially be in level three for another two weeks. It might be a week like, um, the rest of New Zealand did, but you know, who really knows? So I think I'm just kind of prepping myself for level three and I think I'm going to, I think I'm just going to take a little bit more care of myself in the sense of thinking, thinking forward, you know, right now in level four, this lockdown, I've been very much like, uh, do nothing, just, just, just be here, look after yourself, entertain, mindless, all of that kind of stuff, you know, they keep saying like, it's okay not to be okay in a time like this. Um, which I feel guilty for in the sense of <laughs> I am okay. Um, but I think when it comes to level three, I, I'm kind of just going to take that a little bit more of being like, okay, what's what's happening in level two? What can I start doing now to kind of prep myself and, and be a little bit more conscious with my time um, instead of just, yeah, I guess uh, for a term of it, being lazy, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's level four up here in lockdown and, and, in Auckland and how I've been. 
Um, but look, one one clap I do got to say to myself. I have um, I have entered the statistics of New Zealand, uh, and I did get vaccinated the other day. Nice so, one. Yeah, so I got my first dose. Um, yeah, it was really look. It was really easy. It, it was funny. I, I actually had it booked in for next month in October um, because that's when uh, book my vaccine was saying that I could get it. And then there was an announcement where Jacinda Ardern, the Prime Minister, was like, check the bookings again because you can change it. So I went on and then it told me in two days' time I could get my vaccine. So I was like, oh, sweet, I'm going to do it. So I rebooked it. I went there early. I got put in straight away. I was there before my time and I got my vaccine straight away. Had my 15 minutes sit down and I was out the door. I had a sore arm for about 24 hours and now my arm's all good. So... Yeah, it was that was that was a, a easy easy thing to do, you know, and I think that's a lot of people I put it on Instagram and a few people messaged me being like, you know, well done, good on you. Um so yeah, it's the thing that, you know, the best thing we can possibly do to to combat COVID-19 going forward is by getting the vaccine. So yeah, 6 weeks time I'll get the next one. Um and then hopefully by then, you know, the majority of New Zealand and stuff will have their first vaccines and It'll just it's just another way of combating this thing and it'll make sure that, you know, we don't have to have as harsh lockdowns as, as what we're having right now. So it just makes it easier for us in the future. And it didn't cost me anything. <laughs> It'd be interesting to see if uh, it actually takes six weeks before we can get the next one. Because, I mean, yeah, I know the yeah. number of vaccines in Auckland has been, like, rocketing up and I imagine mm. it's the same in Wellington. Like, if we get to a point where pretty much everyone's had their first dose, you know, they're not going to wait because it was originally meant to be three weeks, right? Like we're not waiting for yeah. six weeks for a, a health reason. So I, I would be surprised if it's a full six weeks before you, you get your next one. Because if, if if they have spaces and it seems like they are only accelerating the amount of ways and places that you can get a vaccine, I reckon within the next month you'll, you'll have your second one. Which is what we want because don't know if you saw but this week Denmark reached 80% full vaccination and they've just flung the doors open and they've been like, cool, yeah. we've hit that spot. Um, yeah, I saw some that stuff on Reddit this, this week about, uh, people posting about being vaccine shy people, you know, a lot mm. of people who don't like needles and feel faint yeah. and, and them saying actually how good the experience was. So I do think it's genuine, like compared to other vaccinations and blood tests and that sort of thing, like it's, it's pretty seamless and a pretty harmless experience. Uh, it, even if you don't like vaccinations and needles and that sort of thing yeah exactly exactly and i i think you know for some people that don't know obviously 80 percent uh is the like go-to for herd immunity herd immunity is obviously you know you can kind of open everything back up kind of get to the new normal and you know there will be cases of of covid19 and things but majority of the population is vaccinated um so everyone kind of starts to you know less people are getting sick and you know that you get immunity by having it kind of thing i actually don't know if that's been proven kind of <laughs> at all but yeah that, that's that's the goal like you said it is 80 percent. so yeah countries are getting there and, and we will get there um but yeah i've also heard as well with the with the vaccine you know they obviously were like you said three weeks and then six weeks some people say that uh, six weeks is actually a good thing to do because it gives uh your body more time to actually process the first one right um i've heard different things about it you know some people are getting stronger immunity by actually waiting longer to get the second one 
scientifically i actually don't know how it works but i think either way yeah you need your two doses and yeah. that's what we will eventually get to so yeah we'll get there We'll get there. Keep we'll get good, there. good on you for becoming us. I mean, technically, we're all a statistic. You're either yeah. on one side of the fence or on the other side of the fence. But true. Good, well true. done you for becoming a, a positive a statistic. positive statistic. Yeah, great to sound like you were a negative statistic before. Yeah, blight yeah. on society. No, no. Well, that's our vaccine chat. We 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 won't yeah, go. Exactly. We won't bore people with yeah. too much too much more vaccine. But yeah. it is nice to hear that. Uh, you are doing okay in level four it sounds i've definitely spoken to other people in auckland who sound like they're struggling a little bit more than you yeah uh, which is not to you know, say anything about you sp- specifically but it's no, just no. yeah it's, it's good to hear that uh, other than the sort of sleeping situation mm. you you mm. are somewhat comfortable with with the situation and and fingers crossed obviously we'll move auckland will move down sooner rather than later um yeah. i was just chatting to matt before we recorded about level telling him many tales and stories of the level two <laughs> lifestyle. Um, and I was saying to him that like, obviously, obviously it is different. Like you can go out, but I think there's still a, a an air of, we're still very much in like a safety precaution. Like mm. most people wearing masks everywhere, uh, you know, working in the barbershop, um, you know, people wearing masks and there's definitely, you know, I feel like more safe, safety and caution going on. I mean, last weekend was obviously lucky enough to catch up with a few people and did go to a uh, bar, went to Choice Bros, formerly known as Husk for like a drink. Nice. And it was weird, man. Like uh, it was <laughs> enjoyable. I caught up with Hamish and Bryson who I hadn't seen for however many weeks. But there was definitely the feeling of sort of, is this okay? Should we be mm. doing this? You know, mm. I, I don't think until we get to level one, you can actually properly enjoy yeah. socializing, if that Hard, makes sense. Sure. Um, that being said, obviously, level two is more fun and and comes with more freedoms than level four. But the main thing I would say is, I think since we've gone to this version of level two, I've been really aware of how impacted the art sector and the hospitality yeah. sector is by the limitations of level two. And I think part of the reason why I've been a bit down the last few weeks is realizing that level, anything other than normal is really disruptive to the two Mm. main industries that I care about and am involved in from like a professional capacity. I think that's why I've been a bit down on level two. Like sure we can go out and I can go to work and go to a bar, go to a restaurant, that kind of thing. But from a more holistic perspective, uh, the two industries that I'm most invested in are the two industries that are actually not going to cope under level two. Yeah. Um, you know, shows can't really go on, uh, cafes, restaurants struggling with the, the capacity issues. Like it's just not viable. And so from a personal level, I feel the sort of freedom aspect, but from a, an industry perspective, I feel like I see everything starting to slowly burn around me a little more than, mm. well, definitely more than last year. Last time, um, yeah. So even though there's been more of a, a personal freedom, I think I, I almost feel, I don't want to say worse than level four, but I'm more aware of how anything other than normal is disruptive. Whereas I think when you're in level four, especially when the whole country's in level four, the whole co- you kind yeah. of go like, there's nothing we can do, no one can work at all. But when you see people going back to level two, back to their kind of 
again, it's a massive generic term, and I had to use it, but like office jobs, mm. uh, you're like, well, you could continue that work in level four. So moving to level two actually doesn't change anything for you. Half the people aren't going back to their offices anyway because they either don't want to or the businesses who said don't come in. It's True. the people that n- that need the change uh, that perhaps like aren't actually experiencing it. So. Mm. Yeah, that's my sort of spiel from the last couple of weeks. That being said, so it's been nice to be back at work. Uh, town is pretty dead, so I haven't made that many coffees in the last week. <laughs> um, but yeah, it has been nice to see see a, f- a few people. Uh, ch- check your level two privilege, as I as I said <laughs> before. Um, but the nice thing has been since uh, coming out of level three, I've been able to sort of kickstart a few uh projects that i wanted to do sort of spring summer household projects mm-hmm. um and so last sunday was a really big day because we finally decided to action uh wanting to make a raised garden bed in our garden to try oh, and grow some cool. uh fruit veg uh we've mm-hmm. already got herbs in the garden but a more significant herb thing and man it just it, it took some effort eh? you know how big do you want your bed to be and then by the time you get to palmer's you're like oh my god that's a lot of veggie mix i yeah. didn't realize it was 130 dollars <laughs> worth of soil and then, you, and then you're staring at the, at the amount of research to sort of uh and maybe i'll do a 101 on this in like a year's time when i've yeah, actually yeah, learned yeah. some things but you know some things are good to plant in spring and then some of the things that are good to plant in spring take a long time like I don't know if I'm willing to invest 150 days for a first eggplant to turn up, whereas bok choy <laughs> grows within like 30 days. So uh, figuring that out yep, so you're not planting yep. the stuff that you know is going to take ages, which again is fine if you're in it for the long term, and most gardeners are in it for the long term. But you want to see some some early yield. Yeah, um, yeah. And you've no- got to make like an ecosystem, right? Because yeah. some things don't grow with other things. You've got to yeah. make sure that they're all happy together. Yeah, they're all happy. You need to plant some flowers in around the veggies yep. is what I've mm-hmm. learned. Now bring the bees in, keep the weeds mm-hmm. away. Uh, but the nicest thing about that project is we're actually doing it with our neighbours. Uh, a oh, couple cool. in their 20s like us um, who live in the, in the flat, you know, yep. from... Um, from where i live uh yeah we were just walking out and we caught up with them and they kind of like jumped on and was sort of like we'd love to do it with you we're happy to share the cost which is great because it's quite expensive like we spent about 400 dollars on all the bits and pieces um but yeah the other night uh myself and and joe one of the neighbors and actually Faye was there as well we were like digging up the grass and laying the (laughs) the soil and the thing is the weather here has been really crap so i actually haven't planted any of the seedlings yet because i know there's no point planting these these delicate things for it to then pour with rain so currently there's 120 dollars worth of plant seedlings (laughs) in our lounge (laughs) desperate to get outside but i'm super excited for that man i've been thinking about it for a while and and uh, have had some indoor plants since we moved into this flat, but I'm excited to sort of properly tend tend to the garden. So that's got me really excited for sort of spring and summer. Um, and then the other thing that happened on Sunday in amongst all of this uh, garden carry-on was our other project has been wanting to get in a bath to reno the bath to kind of put it in the back space behind our house yeah, nice. for anyone that hasn't been to the house. There's sort of a backspace uh, behind what is sort of a mini house garden cottage type thing that at the moment is just bins and the gas tanks and cardboard boxes. But 
I've ever since we moved in, I've stared at that and said, spring, summer, I'm going to do this up properly. Yeah. And at some point we were like, well, why don't we put an outdoor bath and that would be sick. Like, you know, feed a hose through the whole onsen pools, <laughs> Queenstown thing, but in your back garden. <laughs> and so we've been looking online to find, you know, what kind of baths can you get? And they sort of range, but we went for a walk actually in level four and saw uh, on a front porch of someone that lives pretty close to us, like within five five minutes walk, was an old bathtub. And so I wrote oh, a letter, put it in the letterbox, said, hey, I don't know what you're doing with this, but if you're wanting to sell it, like flip me a text, we're really interested in it. And uh, long story short, now we have a, a bath wow. in that backspace. Um, Sick. Yeah, so it's pretty dirty, but it's one of those like inside... Yeah. Uh, has the little feet thing like yes, we paid yes, yes. a decent amount of money for it because apparently they're going for a lot of money um <laughs> but yeah so i uh, i guess to sum this up i have two exciting sort of outdoor spring summer projects that i'm really looking forward to and i think that has been one nice thing over the last sort of month or so spending more time with friends spending more time at the house mm. has been going mm. yeah cool we'd actually live like to live here for like quite a while if we can and it's nice to be able to sort of start those things which i've never had in a, in a flat yeah. before uh, yeah. even you know glenmore street kennedy manor flats i enjoyed living in i never expected to live there or anticipated living there for an extended period of time so never mm. got kind of invested in doing things up but that has kind of been the nice thing of the last uh, the last few weeks uh, ha- has been really focusing on on home and and doing it up. Yeah. So yeah, that that's what I mainly have to report from the, the last few weeks. <laughs> that's sick. Well, it's like you said, it's it's making it home. You know, doing whatever you can to make it feel like your space. I, I've definitely felt like that living in this apartment. You know, it's like what can I do in here to make it feel like home and feel like my space. But I got to say, the more and more I live in here uh, during level four, the more and more I want to move. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like the discussion we had last time. It's like, what am I missing in in here? You know, from being in lockdown, it's just more space. It's a yeah. backyard. You know, yeah. it's things like that. Um, so I, look, I know when I start getting outside and getting you know more into my new normal routine. Uh, it'll be good. It's a space that I can come back and relax. But yeah, very much I do wish I I had other, like like you're doing, other little things and stuff I can do around the house apart from just vacuum up my cat's hair. (laughs) But man, uh, do you vacuum that hair? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do. But actually, that's a whole other conversation. For anyone that wants to catch up on how Angel's doing, she is fine. She is a bloody queen. She is still a princess. It's funny. I, I don't know because, you know, a lot of people you see on the news and stuff, they talk about like uh, animals and how they're dealing with lockdowns and yeah. things. And some animals obviously get, um, they actually get more anxiety yeah. from over affection. Yeah. And it's hard. I actually don't know if Angel is, is, is hating us or is absolutely just reaping in all of the love all of the time. But uh, she's still queen. She gets whatever she wants. She's as loud as ever. Um, but yeah, that's the update on Angel. <laughs> no, good, good for her. I don't begrudge yeah, her that her. at all. <laughs> Not one iota of, of uh, remorse towards Angel's uh, ability to get love from you. Um, I do have a question for you this week. Yes. Now, it's quite a... I don't want to say it's a big question, but it's sort of quite an existential question. I, as I okay, said before, okay. in the in the 
my ponderings about level two. I've had some late night discussions with Fran. There was one night where I sort of said to her, like, what's the point in living in Wellington if we can't do arts and hospitality? That's sort mm. of like, what's the point mm. of culture and society without these things? Um, anyway, it kind of got me onto this sort of mindset and us discussing COVID and cities that have opened up at different strategies and domestic versus international, that whole whole thing. Obviously, this podcast, as we remind people again, was born out of the fact that we were both meant to be in uh, the UK, probably London, probably living together, and that didn't happen. Um, and I started thinking about how, you know, COVID has really put a focus on domestic action within mm. like an international uh rubric of success i mean we get that within uh sports we get it within an economy uh you know war as well you know who is involved i feel like the the more you know the years go on the more we we look at ourselves domestically based on what's going on internationally mm. and this got me thinking about the question that kind of has two parts one of it is would you and one of it is what percentage of the world do you think would so that's mm. two separate questions but the framework of the question is if we could sort of seal off new zealand in a in a and actually what gave this to me was lord of the rings and reading up on lord of the rings <laughs> and how middle earth was formed fun fact did you know that the Lord of the Rings world used to be a flat earth world. And then there was a period in time where uh, uh, Sauron had sort of done evil doings and convinced some people to go and attack the elves. And one of the kind of godly beings was like, nope, stuff that and turned the world into a ball. And the elven kingdom was no longer kind of in the now circular world, which is why at the end of the Lord of the Rings, they are having to leave to this world that is no longer part of the world in which Middle Earth resides. Yeah. Anyway, follow my train of thought here. It's a long I got line, you. I got you. I'm there. I'm I'm Britley running in from from thirty <laughs> meters. So I was thinking about this kind of concept of world realignment and thinking, if we as New Zealand could seal ourselves off as a world, we become our own self. Uh, what are the words like? We, we are reliant on ourselves in positive ways and negative ways. So we are not affected by global climate change. We become mm. our own environment. But, you know, mm. we still, everything from the earth and the moon, the, sorry, the sun and the moon, that, that stuff all stays the same. But yeah, if the rest of the world wants to put up their emissions, go for them. We are simply reliant on ourselves. Uh, we're not affected by anyone else's wars. Uh, we're not affected by anyone else's sickness. The downside being... We can't import or export any products. Yeah. We can't travel. All the pros of living in a larger world are gone, but we are not affected by the misdoings of people outside of our country. Yeah. If that could happen, would... Yeah, big question. <laughs> would you kind of go for that? And what proportion of New Zealand, and I guess what proportion of the world within their own countries do you think would go for that kind of new existence where we simply become a domestic society. We can only eat what we grow and create ourselves, uh, but we, and we, we can't, you know, make money exporting to other countries. The pros are all of a sudden we have all our own dairy, all our own lamb. Uh, mm. We're not affected by the, the wars of others. We're not affected by the, uh, you know, cyber terrorism of others. We're not affected by the, the, the negative aspects of living in a great world. 
what are your th- what are your thoughts on that? Obviously, it will get scientifically whatever it can cannot happen. It will not happen. But as as a concept from the last few months of comparing New Zealand to the world, when do we open up to the world? We're not opening up to the world. That kind of concept. What are your thoughts on it? It's a uh, look, it's a it's a it's an interesting question, and this is just a, a complete parallel to it. But it makes me feel of for all of those Marvel fans out there, kind of like Wakanda. Wakanda is completely just isolated from the rest of the rest of the world, but as a civilization, they thrived, you know, and they're they're doing so well within Wakanda and their own country and what they're doing, and and no one else in the world within the you know the the universe knew about it um and they weren't really helping the outside world or anything like that um so yeah i mean like there is there i think there is an aspect of new zealand has the kind of perfect climate the perfect vegetation the perfect land in order to thrive in a lot of areas that i don't think parts of the world couldn't you know in the sense of you know being able to grow things and raise cattle and all of these you know different types of products and you know just life and eco the ecosystem we have down here is very good yeah um man that's a word i've used twice that's my word of the day ecosystem um but yeah i i think in that sense we would be good i think the unfortunate thing is is like you said we also rely on importing as well um you know like a lot of our medicines are made overseas and things like that we don't actually uh, there's there are things in the country that we don't make here in New Zealand. We rely on other countries to give us that stuff. But then that also makes me think of most of the diseases and illnesses that we have come from overseas. Yep. Um, just like COVID, COVID-19, the coronavirus, um, the flu itself actually comes from overseas. Um, so, you know, there's that kind of aspect of it that if we did close ourselves off, then, yeah, we just have to kind of <laughs> worry about ourselves. We wouldn't be getting all of these overseas uh, things coming and contaminating our land. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, to be honest, I would be all for it. Um, uh, we would obviously, I think, have to change the way we think of a lot of things in order yeah. to just kind of, you know, get by. But I, I think so. Um, uh, and to kind of, you know, to grow on that in terms of the rest of the world, uh, uh, there's some countries, and I think mainly the bigger countries, um, and like I'm talking about USA, China kind of thing, even though they're massive and they're kind of the mass producers of everything, I think those countries rely way too much on import and export yeah. in the sense of their economy, right? Like yeah. in order for them to run and what they're doing and to their, all of that uptake, I don't think that they could kind of shut themselves off from the rest of the world. Whereas I kind of look to, you think of countries, as you said before, like Denmark, Sweden, Finland, all of those kind of northern European countries and a lot of European countries themselves, they have got great systems in place as it is. So I think, you know, that they would kind of get on board with kind of shutting themselves off and kind of do things their way because they're kind of already doing that. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think the most interesting point of this whole kind of discussion is, it, it, you know, how much do we lose shutting ourselves off from the rest of the world? Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's not that easy to kind of just be like, oh yeah, we'll do that ourselves. Um, so, but yeah, and saying that, I think, you know, there's also a lot of land in New Zealand that, we obviously protect because it's we should but you know there's obviously a lot of things that we could repurpose that for as well 
not saying that we have to. Um, but yeah, that's a good that's a that's a good question. But I mean, I think just to stream, streamline my answers, I'd be in for it because I love this country and I think we've got it really good down here. Um, just our way of life and all of that kind of stuff. And I think just the kind of the kind of forward thinking kind of people we have is really good. Um, but then at the same time, I think uh, would we get cabin fever? A, a, a lot of people want to get away including myself I obviously want to go and explore um, the, the rest of the world and what it has to offer so I think that would come into it but yeah I think like I said to streamline it I would be all in for it percentage wise of the world that would jump on it that's a hard question I honestly I don't think it would be a lot because humanity itself I believe is all about growth and it's all about growing you know, and I think that only takes to look back a few couple hundred years in the sense of what it took a few nations to go and conquer the world, you know, and I just unfortunately think that that's kind of in our human drive um, is to grow uh, and just kind of see it all. Um, so, yeah, I don't know how many countries I would probably say people that would jump on it in their own nations. I probably only say like 30 30 percent. 30-40% of the world would jump on an idea like that yeah I, I think you're you're right in a lot of what you say that this is a New Zealander asking this question knowing that we are probably in the highest percentage of countries that it would be like feasible or yeah, yeah. Uh, or I mean I, yeah I, I guess as you say we seem like we could go back to creating all our own food i mean that was the most interesting part of lockdown one for me from a new zealand economy perspective was getting to know that 80 percent of pam's products are made in new zealand like we make a lot of our own stuff Mm. especially the Mm. basics and as you say about you know do we lose out on medicine or technology and what we think but if we're if we are using international stuff for that are there people in new zealand that could do that if we yeah. weren't you know yeah. using internet should we are we just as smart as any other country in the world across all industries we just need to give people the chance you know True. maybe travel is actually the main the main thing and for people who have the uh financial stability and the privilege to be able to travel would that actually be the thing you know as as humans if you offer them hey you can't go anywhere else except new zealand but all these other things will go fine. Are we actually so small-minded that travel was something that's big enough to to override all that other stuff? I mean, that's a much bigger mm. question. But yeah, it was a midnight existential, <laughs> do we need the rest of the world if we could split off? And, and I mean, we've talked about this before, like in climate change discussions yeah. we've had. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, New Zealand's uh, efforts matter but on a global scale, they don't matter. Mm. You know, would if we as a, if we were our own world, would everyone be more inclined to actually make more change because we are kind of hundred percent responsible for our own our own output? I mean, yeah. COVID has kind of been an example of that. You could do all the hard work internally, but if you have people coming from outside New Zealand who are COVID positive, even the best systems 
are gonna have cracks and like there's nothing yeah. you can you can do about that but um yeah yeah i think your thoughts are probably pretty similar to mine i don't have many much more to bring to it because i think <laughs> I, I was more interested in your thoughts on the question yeah um but yeah it's it's sort of idyllic right to think oh new zealand could go oh, back yeah. to just being self-sustaining and with our own food and you know we don't have to worry about all the other stuff that's going on in the world but of course there are there are things that we rely on from the rest of the world maybe uh we'll do a little instagram uh poll as we upload this this episode to ask what is something that we haven't thought about that we get purely from outside new zealand that we would no longer have access to or or that we would miss obviously lots of different types of food but that's kind of going to be the case anyway you know, presumably we can't get, uh, you know, we can no longer get French wine. Fine. Drink New Zealand oh, no. wine. You know, you know. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, on the yeah. Insta- if we put up an Instagram poll, let us know something we might not have, have thought about. Rather than just specific sort of product, what is one area of kind of international living that we haven't considered that shutting ourselves off from the world, from a, a literal we are now our own world would, would mean for us? Let yeah. that rattle through your brain <laughs> at whatever time of day yeah. you listen to this episode. <laughs> I was. I just want to say one more thing because you brought up a good point. Obviously, like Kiwi, like uh, uh, not to toot our own horns, horned, but like Kiwis is like we're smart. You know, like we have very like like I said before, forward thinking people, and I think it would be a detriment to not offer those kind of people to the rest of the world. Mm, you know, and, and I think and I think you only look at COVID itself and the way that we've responded. I, I think I think a lot of countries look at it and, and obviously some people within it kind of be like, oh, too harsh. But if you look at the statistics, we've done really well, you know, in the sense of loss of life and things like that. So I, I think a lot of countries l- quite often learn a lot of things from us as well. And if we were to shut ourselves off, is that kind of just uh, is that wrong in itself you know because like mm. you said there are a lot of people in here that offer a lot to the rest of the world um we've had people throughout history that have offered a lot as well um so i think that's another kind of aspect that i will kind of ponder over uh as i um as i now get more existential with this after the podcast yeah big <laughs> big big questions to consider <laughs> also final note do you know where New Zealand is on COVID cases per capita in the world? Oh, not per capita, no. We are in fifth. Sorry, like top five least oh, top cases. top five least cases per capita. Yeah. And, wow. and other top four, one of them is China, which, sorry China, wow. I don't believe you. Like, it's, <laughs> I just don't believe you. So, yeah, because I, I, I was thinking about in amongst all this, you know, how many cases have we actually had and how have we actually done on the world scale? And man, the cases per capita thing just doesn't lie. It's like us and three really, really small countries and, mm. uh, and China, which just goes to show like there was a time where I think people thought, Oh, we're actually in the middle or, you know, we're not doing back that well. And the, the stats don't lie. Like we are in yeah. the top couple of countries in the world in terms of positive cases per capita. Um, We'll leave the question there. 
I leave it open <laughs> to our audience to, to ponder uh, and to you and also to, to me because those kind of existential questions don't go away. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, let's move on to something a little lighter or, or perhaps not, depending on what you've been up to. Uh, what are you watching at the moment? What are you playing? It's been at least a couple of weeks, so I imagine the list is quite long. Yes. Uh, greatest hits, talk to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to rattle off some quick ones. Uh, Westworld Season 2, getting through that. Uh, loving it, as usual, but yeah, getting through Season 2. Um, a new show on um, Netflix that's come out, it's called Fresh Fresh Fried and Crispy. Now, do you know the meme, the damn, 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 the guy that's eating the fast food and he's in his car and he just and he's eating the food and he just goes, damn, damn, damn. I don't do you know that guy? So, no? no. Okay. It was massive a few years ago. Anyway, he's got his own Netflix show where he, he goes around USA to different states and he just tries different fast food and fried and crispy things. Very entertaining. And it's the worst thing to watch when you're on level four and you can't get takeouts. But it has been fulfilling my food porn, so for say. Uh, yeah, fresh, fried, and crispy. Very good. Nice. Um, um, uh, a few others. Uh, 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 we've talked about this before on the podcast. The Circle has a new season. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. The Circle season three, um, which uh, I think we had a kind of talk about, is one of our kind of better, or uh, you know, we kind of like the idea of this as a reality TV show. Um, so yeah, The Circle. Um, a- another one that I think that you're quite affiliated with at the moment, and and I am very much invested in, um, is Celebrity Treasure Island, New yeah, Zealand man. edition. Yep. Yeah, bro. Yeah, we uh we obviously uh, we know a, a good face in there, or you you know a very good face in there, Joe Damon. Yeah, um, it's good, man. Isn't it? It's, good I, I would oh, no, have super it. low expectations, but man, they're doing. I mean, sure, they're ripping off Survivor on some things, but that's of course. not necessarily a bad thing but i've been impressed with like the quality of gameplay the quality of drama Mm -hmm. for the Mm -hmm. most part it's been genuinely entertaining not just new zealand entertaining because so often new zealand (laughs) reality tv sucks it's bad yeah (laughs) no i totally agree so yeah me and morgan invested uh monday tuesday wednesdays every week uh very good so yeah loving that um, now a few movies to rattle off. Um, we've done a few throwbacks over the past few weeks. Uh, first throwback, Treasure Planet. Oh, nice. You know, tre- yeah, man. Treasure Planet. It was one of my favorites growing up. So I did a throwback at Treasure Planet. Um, Scooby-Doo. Oh. Uh, the, the, yep. The very first Scooby-Doo. Uh, Morgan was just like, you, I want to watch Scooby-Doo. I was like, we're going to watch Scooby-Doo. Um, so that was a cool throwback. Um, and then now my, my biggest kind of watch over the past two weeks pure nostalgia for me had this on vhs um i watched it all the time have you heard of a movie called three ninjas high noon at mega mountain i have not but i'm writing it down (laughs) write it down don't go in what don't go in with any expectations you know how you were describing that movie to me the other week kind of it was a bit trash yeah but it was good yeah this is that kind of movie yeah it's it's utter utter late 90s early 2000s trash but man for me was the nostalgia value just at at 500 it was so good to rewatch it it's basically about three young ninjas and they they have to defend uh an amusement park brilliant watch (laughs) what's the title it's quite long i haven't met Uh, three ninjas yep high noon at mega mountain high noon at mega mountain 
Yeah. Nice. Be- yeah. Uh, if, uh, if, if anyone's seen this or, you know, it goes back to the early 2000s, watch when you're a kid, holler at me because I loved it. Um, and now, look, the last thing, just to kind of go through my list, um, uh, uh, as I've talked about before, level four is kind of a gamer's wet dream um, because we can game. We can just game all the time. Uh, not that I have been doing that, but I have been gaming. A brand new game came out at the start of the week for PlayStation 5. Uh, it's called Deathloop. Uh, yeah death loop absolutely brilliant concept of a game it's by the same game designers that uh, created dishonored uh, and dishonored 2 if you've ever heard of that uh, and also a game called uh, the prey i believe anyway the game basic basic concept is you're a guy you wake up on the beach you have no idea what's happened um, and you come to realize and find out that you're in kind of groundhog day uh, you relive the same day over and over. If you die, you go back to that beach and you've got to relive the day. Uh, and the, the main objective of the game is there are eight visionaries of the island that have made this thing possible and you have to kill all eight of them in the same day. Uh, I've only been playing it for a few days now and I've barely cracked the surface, but in the sense of a visual kind of story captivating and characters it's it's brilliant and i think it could be game of the year worthy um so yeah death loop that's what i'm gonna gonna be rocking for the next couple of weeks uh it's it's a lot of fun and there's so many different ways it's you know it's it's open world but there's a story to it and there's so many different ways you can do things um which i really enjoy as a game you can kind of pick your own style which is which is really fun so that's what are you watching what are you playing man game writers and designers are just brilliant hey like just coming up with that sort of stuff is is fascinating because same with movies like there are so many games out there every Mm. time you bring up a a new game i i do generally think this 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 will be the week where whatever you're playing sounds like fine there's nothing wrong with a racing based (laughs) game or like being the last person alive based game but Mm. they've been Mm. thought of before but you've brought some absolute doozies up the last few weeks that i've been like wow that's fascinating conceptually as as a game um a nice little spread from from you there friend uh celebrity treasure islands obviously on my list good light-hearted new zealand uh entertainment uh in sort of contrast or comparison to your fresh fried and crispy been watching quite a lot of chef's table recently oh nice uh, good choice which i've watched lots of in the past but haven't not watched all the six seasons and i've actually been viewing it from sort of a director's perspective on uh, the, the coffee documentary, which is still yeah. slowly chugging along and trying to watch how they capture interviews technically. You know, obviously mm. I'm not a film uh, DOP. I'm not a uh, someone who's been through uh, school of film. I'm not someone who's used to being behind a camera, but trying to figure out how those shows uh, create such beautiful uh, yeah. stories obviously the cameras are super high powered obviously the food is beautiful anyway so it's you know not that hard to capture but the way that they shoot people talking about stuff um and i really enjoyed the there's an episode i think in season two about uh an american guy who goes to japan and becomes kind of the ramen the new wave ramen king and then yep. comes back to america and i thought that was was really fascinating so chef's table uh just such such good food as you're saying food porn watching yeah yeah. um and then i guess the main movie that i want to mention is uh what i consider well 
when I say I consider, I haven't seen that many films that are focused on this particular sort of uh, topic, but the internet tells me that it is the best film within this area, uh, and it's uh, the best poker film, and that is Rounders, which is uh. a film, I believe, from the late 90s. I will Google it while I talk about it. Um, but it's Matt Damon, Edward Norton, also has a, a, an incredible supporting cast. Uh, John Malkovich as Teddy KGB. Hey, that was part of again. my terrible accent another terrible accent uh but it kind of works in the film uh yeah it's uh, martin landau's in it john Turturro's in it it's it was filmed in sorry 1998 and it's it's the best poker film because it's not outlandish like casino royale where the last hand is just unbelievable it would never happen you know that's quite a yep. kind of gritty late 90s uh, New York centered poker film, very similar vibe to Goodwill Hunting. In fact, maybe one of the knocks on the film is that does Matt Damon play the exact same character? Uh. Who knows? Um, but if you would, if you even moderately enjoy poker, watch this film because you'll leave it being like, oh, I gotta play some cards. <laughs> um, which is exactly why I watched it and exactly nice. how I felt coming out of it. I'm sure you will enjoy. It. It's also a really, really good film. Like yeah, the nice. way that it's paced and the performances, um, one of those, you know, sometimes it's nice to watch films, uh, from kind of the eighties or the nineties or the early two thousands mm. that just feel a bit different. Like the world feels different. Oh, um, uh, yeah. I've, I've been finding that so much lately. Yeah. I've been, you know, watching all, you know, nostalgia stuff and throwback stuff. And it's the same with music. It's like, they just don't make that stuff anymore. They you know, don't make them like they used to. Yeah, it just doesn't sound or look like what it was or what we grew up with. No, so I totally, I totally agree with that vibe. Yeah, rounders absolutely recommend it. Um, yeah, there's been a f- there's been a few other things, but I think those would be my my nice. main ones. Uh, there was talk of of pulling out the old PS2 from Mum Dad's garage. Oh. There was talk of finding some old games. I think now that we've moved into level two, it's probably not going to happen. But I thought I would just <laughs> briefly mention that to you. And friend, I went nice. through like trade me and marketplace to see what what PS2 games are, are floating around out there. But Brilliant. actually, the one game I'll say to you that I'm looking forward to. Mm. Is there's a ho- oh no we talked about this didn't we Hogwarts Legacy yeah the it's Hogwarts o- Legacy it's 2022 yeah. man they keep pushing yeah, man. back they keep leaving me waiting wanting more yeah totally. come on Hogwarts Legacy that will get me back into gaming um, yeah but man. Un- uh, until then I will leave it uh, all up to your end of things <laughs> no, I'm ex- I'm excited for that because I mean I-, I I briefly had a look at it the lore of of Hogwarts Legacy it's in the 1800s. Um, so yeah, before any of, of the Hogwarts that we've seen before. So yeah, that's going to be really interesting. There's, uh, I got to say PS5, obviously they've had a big, big hiccups in the, the past year. They haven't brought out a lot of new games, but there's, there's a lot of, a lot of new content coming. There was actually a PlayStation showcase a couple of days ago, um, showing off new games that are coming out. Um, and Insomniacs bringing us a uh, Spider-Man two and also a Wolverine game. Which is going to be sick. Um, their PlayStation's also remastering or re actually recreating Knights of the Old Republic, which is a right. really big, uh, really big. I think uh, Xbox game back in the yeah. day, exclusively to Xbox. PlayStation's taking it over. Um, so yeah, man, gaming's gaming's going to be big over the next two years for sure. Really, really big titles coming out. So watch well, the space. We'll rely on you for the space. Um, <laughs> to finish up 
the episode. How have yeah. you enjoyed your not hazy, hazy beer? Mm. It's been really interesting. The first sip tastes nothing like the rest of the beer. <laughs> and I don't know why that is. And I, I, I don't know uh, of what's happened maybe just in the sense of my palate. But the first, ta- the first sip that I had of this... Uh, yeah it it has just not been the same as going down the more and more i drink it the less hazy it has become which is which i guess is like okay maybe you are true to what you're trying to tell me that it is but when i first initially tasted it i was like oh fruity notes all of those aromas like heaps of it but yeah the more i drink it the more of that just disappears and it's, it's just becoming your regular ipa um so look like most of the beers i drink it's easily drinkable there's there's really nothing wrong with it it's just weird as a scale in the sense of uh what beer would i rather drink on a night or during a day you know so yeah i gotta say i I think i've enjoyed a lot more beers than this and that's got nothing to do or uh, against this one um it's just it hasn't excited me as much as what others have um so uh just let me just quickly uh, have a a look at my things um yeah and look for that reason yeah there's really nothing wrong with it Uh, actually i gotta say it's probably very similar to the castle's nectaron which is a new zealand ipa uh which i had because i was initially i want to give it a 7.5 um yeah and i no i'm gonna give it a 7.4 Seven point four for Deep Creek, uh, beautiful haze, a New England IPA. At some point, you know, I will get up to Auckland. It is going to happen. I'm really looking forward to our beer comparisons because I, I definitely think our scale has, by this stage, is yes, reliant on previous rankings. So I think yep. our scale might be slightly off. Like in my head. I have been drinking uh, Angry Peaches by Garage Project, and I'm thinking, nah, you know, it's probably in the bottom third. But mm. then I actually look at my rankings, and I think, well, you know, the last beer I did was the Ghost Light Hazy, which I gave an 8.1. I'm thinking, well, I think I probably enjoyed this this more. Um, if I had to compare this to any beer that I've drunk for Brulette, I think it's closest to the Bitter Bitch. It is quite bitter. Mm. Um I'm sure, you know, if you were going in for something like a like a hazy or, you know, a sour, something, an IPA that was more fruity, this wouldn't be for you. Um, but I do enjoy it as kind of quite a, I don't want to say a bitter beer, but, you know, it, it's kind of, it is a pale ale that has good flavor and isn't mm. uh, on the sweet end of things. Um, would probably find it quite refreshing. I'd say this is more like, quite a lot of not craft beers like not in a bad way but it's probably in the the tiger kingfisher yep. like a lager yep. but with more flavor part of the world um man i am really i'm really tossing up both sides of of the eight here i'm, yeah. I'm trying to it's place like you it said it's yeah and it's, around and around <laughs> the other ones um i think i am going to put it Ooh, is it a bit low? Eh? Is it a buffet? Let's see. We'll have one last little sip. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cheers. Mm. I'm going to give the Garage Project Angry Peaches drum roll please an eight point one. It's good beer. Nice. That's I good. think That's I good. think I have to try and 
put aside my desire for peaches and and say it's, it's still a good still a good beer um but i imagine if you blind tasted it with the bitter bitch i would i'd like to think i would pick bitter bitch on top yeah, yeah. Um, but we'll see that may be one of many beer tastings at some point in the future which hopefully hopefully we can get there you know i haven't looked at any flights to Auckland it seems a bit pointless at the moment mm. we even Fran and I delayed our South Island trip we were meant to be going to the South Island this weekend we just thought you know what it doesn't seem like the right time we've just spent a lot yeah. of time together break from work when we've sort of had a break from work doesn't make sense but I'm very excited to see you whenever that happens obviously us not having an episode last week has uh uh, made me miss you even more. It's also led to this episode being like slightly longer, but we True. lagged last week, so I'm sure the audience will uh, be both forgiving and grateful for the extra seconds <laughs> of content that we have provided them with. Um, but yeah, looking forward to seeing you when, whenever that can can be, man. I've I've definitely missed you over the last couple of weeks, particularly. Yeah, man. No, I totally agree. I've missed you as well. Um, but I, as always, want to say thank you very much for being accommodating as last week. And, you know, one thing we always say with the show and in, in the sense of, you know, just mental health and health in general, uh, we got to put ourselves first sometimes. Yep. Um, so you've just got to, you just got to move some things around and, and, and that's what we've done. But like you said, you guys get an extra little special long episode today uh, of, of a weekly brew. Um, and look, one last thing I wanted to quickly mention as well is that if you're, if you're not following us on instagram or you know on our socials or anything get a follow in uh you know every week or when we do you know every two weeks when we release a topic or you know if we have a really big question we like to ask you the people what your opinion on the on these topics are um and look if you're interested to you know potentially hear what you thought when it came to our topic on on takeaways on fast food uh two weeks ago here's a few results um, I put up the questions, uh, what's better, Domino's or Pizza Hut? Majority of you said Domino's, so you are definitely on the same front of us on Domino's being far more superior than Pizza Hut. Uh, another one I said was Indian versus Chinese, and you also, you chose Indian. A lot of people would rather go to Indian than Chinese, so you're very much on the James front on that. Nice. And then the last one I said, which is, is the big kicker, uh, I said McDonald's versus KFC now this was surprising to me it was dead even it was 50-50 wow I would have I would have expected McDonald's to just crush yeah nah 50-50 50-50 on the McDonald's and KFC so look if you don't think that that's a fair representation maybe that's because there's a lot of you answering those questions so follow us on Instagram get in with us and have some fun with us because we do it every week and we really like to hear your opinions and give us some feedback on what we're talking about and what's going on and what's going on in those brains of yours because look you're listening to two guys drink some beers and talk but uh we're interested in what you know or what you think yeah love it love it for sure matt's uh the the instagram story curator and he puts a lot of work into those so uh the least (laughs) you can do is go on and and click a button and as I found with Instagram polls, once you've clicked one side, you cannot undo it. Yeah, you can't undo, <laughs> you can't undo, it. undo yeah. it. So think before you press. Um, <laughs> thanks for this week, man. It's been so nice to, to get back on and, and record. Obviously, so that you're feeling better. Hopefully, by next Thursday, you know, if, if you haven't moved down to three, at least hopefully cases are dropping and maybe we're on the path to that. Uh, and yeah, just looking forward to inching closer to whenever the next time we can we can share a room together and and have a couple of beers in person because you know what i have 
I have flight credit just waiting for Trip hey. so whenever we can make it happen, <laughs> it will happen. Yeah, nice, nice. I will, I will give a little disclaimer. Uh, I, I will, I will be coming down to Wellington in December, Ooh. which is is quite far away. But I will be in Wellington and there. But uh, I do hope to see you before then. Lovely. And we will make it work. We'll make it work. Hey, man, thank you for this week. Uh, to our audience, thank you for listening as always. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. Obviously, go back, listen through the back catalog. There's all sorts of good stuff on there. Um, but for now, from Matt and myself, all that is left to be said is we will see you next time. Peace! Stuck in the ground